Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Hack to Start, a podcast that focuses on amazing people who have an interesting story or perspective to share and their insights on how they got to the level of success they have today. This is episode 143, and today we'll be chatting with Jeff Sheldon, founder of Ugmunk. Jeff started Ugmunk as a side project to serve as his creative outlet from his day job as a junior graphic designer. Several years in, Jeff reached the tipping point and decided to go all in and make Ugmunk his full-time focus, growing the product line from t-shirts to new items with a unique sense of style and minimalistic design. 10 years later, Jeff has shipped his product to over 67 countries, has spoken at conferences like 99U, been featured in publications like The Great Discontent, and launched charitable campaigns that have helped to provide over 50,000 meals to kids. Jeff joins us to share his story, what motivated him to launch Ugmunk, what it was like building the company in the early days, how he knew when it was time to go all in, some advice on building e-commerce brands, where the name Ugmunk comes from, and much more. So once again, we'd like to welcome you to the show. Feel free to tweet at us at hacktostart. Drop us an email, hey at hacktostart.com, or share your feedback right on iTunes with a review. Good or bad, we'd love to hear from you. So let's get started. Hey Jeff, thanks so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm really excited to learn more about, you know, how your career path in design went about and then company Ugmong. But before we dive into that, we'd like to learn a bit more about yourself. So where are you from and what did you study? Yeah, I live out here an hour west of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania, and I studied graphic design formally in college, but I also have been doing art for pretty much my whole entire life. Um, Ever since I was a kid, I was obsessed with drawing and sketching and building things, making things, you know, out of Legos and Lincoln Logs and something that's always been in me and something that's always been kind of a passion. And I've been able to do that ever since I was a kid all the way till now where I'm doing it as a company and doing it as my full time job. But I just I love making things. And uh, it's pretty cool that I get to do that with Ugmunk. That's amazing. So what was your first design job? And how did you really create the opportunity to work there? My first design job was right out of college at a small agency. It was a it was a marketing agency, so the design was kind of the support to the marketing team. And we were doing action sports marketing, working with a lot of cool brands and a lot of cool companies, but I wasn't necessarily doing a ton of creative work as any entry level or junior level designer knows. So it was it was great experience. I was a really great place to work. And then really right shortly after that is when I started Ugmunk on the side just to fill that creative void and that creative passion. So if you had to like reflect back on some of like the biggest lessons you learned in the early days of your design career, what would they be? You know, I think a lot of things we we assume that we're going to like figure something out once we have X number of years experience or once we get a certain type of job. But what I've realized is that we're all pretty much making it up as we go. And a lot of things or almost everything is common sense, whether it has to deal with how you talk to clients, how you present work, how you communicate, just how you design and practically talk about your design. So much of it seems I don't know, like from when before you're really into the design world or if you've done a lot of client work, it seems kind of ambiguous and arbitrary and you hear other people talk about it and then you realize it's not as complicated as people make it out to be. And and it's really just doing the work and figuring things out. And that's kind of been my motto is just keep figuring things out as I go and learning from mistakes and talking to as many people as I can. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I actually just transitioned to freelancing about a, a year and a half ago and then now into a small design studio. And <laughs> I like that motto. It's just you might not know how to do it yet, but you just have to figure it out and got to keep moving forward. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just that proactive uh, nature, you know, taking initiative to figure things out, get on, you know, get on Google and figure out how to do something and put in the time to do it. So many people are just looking for like three easy steps to starting something. And it's like there's no formula or no book that's going to actually give you that. So, yeah, just having initiative. Yeah, I definitely agree. There's, you know, there's no three step process to that. So today you're the founder of your own company called Ungmunk, as you mentioned. Can you tell us a bit more what it's all about? Yeah, I'll give you the story kind of in a nutshell. And if you want to dive into specific parts, we can jump back into those parts. But basically, Ugmunk was a project where I started, as I mentioned, right out of design school on the side to design T-shirts that I wanted to wear. And I was designing these shirts in the style, in a minimalist style that I liked and didn't see anywhere else on the market. And previously, before that, had been doing some T-shirt competitions online where you submit designs. People vote on them. And then if you win, you win a cash prize. And I had some success there. So then I thought, why don't I start? my own side project, creating shirts and selling them without the contest aspect, just selling them, put up a website, which I knew nothing about, and then print up the shirts and ship them to customers. And I really didn't have any plans for it to become what it is today or uh, eight and a half years ago that I started that. And now it's grown into a full-time, my full-time job. And we've shipped tens of thousands of products all over the world. I think we're over 65 or 70 countries now. And I've built out a brand basically designing products that I wanted to exist, physical, tangible products. So leather goods, clothing, bags, hats, accessories, office accessories, those type of things. And uh, yeah, I've just been slowly, slowly building it, but it's been a fun journey so far. Yeah, I absolutely love the brand and I actually own a few Ugmunk products myself. So right beside nice. right beside my microphone right now is the uh, mouse pad. This thing nice. goes, this thing comes with me everywhere. If it's, uh, you know, coffee shop, client meetings, back and forth oh. from my home in Ottawa and, and here in Toronto, um, I absolutely love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I love hearing that. And, and that's what really like the best part about doing this is that I know every single product we send out goes to another human somewhere. You know, a person is using or wearing, um, experiencing the things that I'm creating. So it kind of brings it full circle to I get to think of these ideas and these designs and create them. And then it doesn't just stop there. We actually get to send them out and people get to use and enjoy them. And that's what you know makes me really excited. Yeah, it's awesome. So at first, Ugmunk was simply just a side project and it quickly grew into like a big design community. So what was the experience like transitioning from it just being like that side project that you love into actually going full time and committing it to it as a company? Um, yeah, so two years, it took me two years before I even went full time uh, with Ugmunk. I was building it on the side, basically working nights and weekends, working too much because I was working full time, come home, <laughs> eat dinner with my wife. And then we then I'd end up like packing shirts with her till, you know, late at night. And then I'd work a little more thinking of new designs and working on some of the marketing and all that stuff. But it was really like it got to a breaking point, probably like a year and a half, two years in where the business was taking off and we were sending out products, not not thousands of products a week or anything, but enough where it was keeping us really busy, consuming our time, consuming pretty much any free time that I had. And we started having conversations about maybe this is something bigger than just a side project. Maybe I could take this full time. And this was back 2010 when the economy had just crashed and everyone was holding on to their jobs and nobody knew, you know, wanted to give up their steady jobs. And it was kind of crazy looking back. But at the same time, I had to make a change and I had to do something. And I decided just to take the leap and I had a buffer of savings and I hadn't actually drawn any business out, any money out of the business yet. So I had kind of a cushion there to jump, jump off with. And then, yeah, I went for it, went full time in 2010. And that's when Ugmunk really took off and I was really able to pour so much more time and attention into every aspect of it. 
That's great. So, so coming up with like a unique brand, a memorable brand name is often challenging with anything it is from like a company to a product line to, to etc. So how did you come up with the name Ugmonk and what is the real meaning behind it? Yeah, that's one of those things that people are like, what exactly is Ugmonk? And honestly, this goes back to something I mentioned earlier. I wasn't really overthinking it and didn't complicate it. This is this is basically my pattern of thought. I was like, I have these shirts that I've designed. I need to sell them. Well, I guess I need to come up with a brand name. Okay, so what are some great words, some creative words? And we went through all the word games and tried to do all the different things that you do, you know, look up in the thesaurus and see what's creative and and everything just felt really forced and we're like not happy with it. And again, at this time, I wasn't thinking like, I better name this something good because I'm going to be doing this nine years later. Um, It was simply just something that I was like, I need so I need a website. I need something. And we all the names we came up with, we didn't really like. So then we th- started throwing out just words that we made up or inside jokes that my brother and I were talking and then Googling to see if the URL was open. And it, the actual origin of the word we still haven't revealed, which maybe that maybe I'll someday I'll reveal it, but everyone will probably be let down uh, unless I come up with some crazy story for it. But we were basically Googling these words and we're just joking around and said, what about Ugmonk? And we Googled that and there was nothing. And the URL was open. It's uh, it's short enough, you know, it's six letters long and we just grabbed it and went with it. And it actually turned out to be one of the best decisions we've made, because if you Google the word Ugmonk now, there's, I don't know, 40, 50, 100,000 results in Google that all come back to us because we're the only Ugmonk. And we got to define what it was like. There was no preconceived notion of what Ugmonk was similar to kind of like Google or other brands that they don't really have any meaning. But uh, now when you think of Google, you automatically think of, you know, searching the web. That's amazing. I, I actually, that's like a really cool story. How does it really came about? And you have to definitely share the story at some point. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's an inside joke, that's cool. But you know, just letting people know what it is would also be an interesting approach because I don't know what it means. But uh, like you said, it's just it's now has its brand of its own. And whenever people say think of like design clothing or design things, you know, you automatically resonate mm-hmm. with, uh, with the word Ogmong. So it's really cool how that kind of just formulated together. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a happy accident and now it's one of those things where people do associate it so strongly with the aesthetic that i put into all the product to the point where if people see something similar they see something with an ampersand on it they're like is that an ugmunk shirt you know because i've kind of connected <laughs> those things and so it's it's uh yeah i mean there's no right or wrong way to name a company but i think sometimes we do overthink some of the technical things like if you just come up with a name and put put really good product out there nobody really cares what it's called yeah, I, I completely agree with that philosophy. Like people spend way too much on the on the name and uh, just get it out there. It's all about the brand and what you put forth with it and the meaning that really brings it together. Mm-hmm. So based on your experience, just creating the Ugmunk brand, like what are some elements that you actually need to have to have a successful brand? We could talk for hours on on just this one question. There's there's so many different things that make something successful and, and also like depends on what your definition of success is. But a lot of people that want to do something similar to me or they're looking to start, you know, a t-shirt company, apparel company, or just some sort of design brand, they they miss on a few of the key aspects. And one of them is you have to bring something unique to the table. There's zillions of brands out there and everyone's designed a t-shirt and everyone's done, you know, tried to create an iPhone app. But 
so many of them are just me too kind of brands or they feel like something else. They're not really innovative. And not that what I'm doing is reinventing the wheel. It's not like I came up with some crazy invention. Like I, I didn't build the iPhone. But what I did do was be really consistent with everything that I put out to have a very specific look. Uh, I still design every single product. And it was just totally different than anything that, that was on the market, especially when I started. There weren't these minimal geometric typographic type of products that people were putting out. So the first thing is to be really unique. And that doesn't, you don't have to, again, don't overthink that, but it has to have some sort of unique story and unique vibe behind it. And then also like there's a marketing aspect that a lot of designers or creatives resist and they feel weird about self-promotion or talking about their own product. But if you don't, then no one ever finds out about it. So you could create the best brand in the world, but nobody will ever know if you're not willing to at least put it out there and put yourself out there to build an audience. So the audience building is just as important as the brand building. Yeah, no, for sure. Those are some great insights for building a brand. So as you mentioned before, you know, when you when you decided to go all in with uh, selling t-shirts online, you didn't really know much about like what platform you should use for for e-commerce. So today with Ugmunk, what platform are you currently using? And if there's individuals that are looking to go into the e-commerce space, you know, what are some of the tools that you would use for that? So we're currently using Shopify and highly, highly recommend it to anyone that wants to do e-commerce and is taking it seriously. I mean, it works for anything from a tiny, tiny brand all the way up to medium, even large companies that are using Shopify to power for, power the the back end of the e-commerce on their website. And we originally started with another service, but Shopify is, takes it to the next level and has so many more features built into it that allow us to integrate with other apps and allow us to grow the business without having to worry about like coding out and building out specific custom e-commerce related things. I'm a huge Shopify advocate to anyone that's looking to, to start an e-commerce site. I absolutely love Shopify as well. There, I'm from Ottawa, and I was I was able to see the story grow from just a small company of just a few folks to now the, to this massive company that spans you know across Canada and a bit a bit now in California. So yeah, love this story. Like you said, a great platform to to sell things online. So what would some advice be to give to other listeners right now who are looking to just start selling their product online for the first time? Like they they have an idea for the T-shirt and they need to make that leap. So what what would some of that advice be? It depends on what your goal is if you know if you're trying to do this as a one-off you know i designed a shirt i want to do this one time just to see how it is or if you're trying to actually build something a little bit bigger or more of a brand focus if you're just designing one product and you know maybe you have a, a design idea i don't even know that setting up your own site and your own you know building out your whole platform just to do something really small is worth trying because there's other sites friends of mine run a site called cotton bureau which basically allows users to submit their designs and then people can pre-order the t-shirts if it hits a certain threshold and then they they're able to print it and you're able to you basically make a commission off of it but you still have full ownership of the art and they're doing all the legwork of like actually making the shirt and they make awesome shirts and they handle the fulfillment they handle customer service they handle all those things so that's like a that's one approach but then the other approach is to go all in and if you want to, you know, experience all the nitty gritty parts of inventory and, and working with manufacturers and figuring out the e-commerce system and marketing and email newsletters and all that stuff, there's just so much. I guess there's there's almost too many options out there. So my advice would just be to start really small, you know, two to four products 
and build out a site and think about like everything should be tied back to that unique story and really start to build an audience and, and find people that resonate with what you're doing. Because if you have great products and you can't find those people or nobody really resonates, it's not going to go anywhere. And that's one of the key things I try to tell people is like if you, you know, if you're really into whatever the hobby is, maybe you're really into photography and you want to create a whole brand around that T-shirts and everything. Well, you need to find where those people are you know, what blogs are they reading? What sites are they visiting? Connect with them on Twitter, figuring out what those people are before you can even like launch something. Otherwise, you're just launching it to crickets. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and to go on to like the unique story that you're putting together for Ugmonk, giving back is something that, you know, you're extremely passionate about and have used Ugmonk's brand to help raise awareness and money for charities out there. So would you be able to share with us your experience creating and launching Ugmonk Give Back Charity Drive? Yeah, so this was something that we incorporated at the very beginning. We once we started having some early success, it was that was not expected. And again, I'm not talking like tens of thousands of dollars, but you know, we're selling a, quite a few shirts in the first few months. Um, we decided that we wanted to do something, and this was a personal, more of a personal decision than like a business or social kind of thing that we wanted to tie in. We just wanted to give back uh, some of that success. And the way we did that was giving to kids that uh, need food. And we partnered with charities that provide food for kids all over the world. And wasn't really, again, we weren't thinking like this is going to be a core pillar of what we do as a brand. And we weren't Tom's shoes, whereas one for one and all that, all of these brands, kind of charitable brands popping up. But then as the next year rolled around, we said, let's do it again and let's do it again. And we've been able to build this charity drive around the holidays where we give three meals for every product that we sell. After, well, I guess, seven or eight years of doing that, we decided this past year that we were going to we're actually going to incorporate that all year long and do one meal for every product that we sell. And it's been cool to see like our customers and fans rally behind that cause to know that they're also, you know, providing they're doing good with their purchase. And to date, I think we're over 70,000 meals that we've been able to provide, which is really, really cool. And I've even my wife and I actually got to visit some of the orphanages that these charities work with down in uh, Central America and Honduras. So it's, it's again, it's taken on a life of its own. It's something I didn't plan or wasn't thinking I want to be this big charity brand. But it's also been really neat to see how it resonates beyond just me, like my fans and, and customers really appreciate it. Yeah, no, and I think it just ties back to the Ugmunk brand really nicely. And it just shows who you are, too, as just a human that you end up and like to give back. Yeah, thanks. I, you know, the, the human side of it is definitely something that I've tried to keep at the a front of what Ugmunk is and keep it personal and keep it because, I mean, the honest, <laughs> honestly, there's a human on this, the other side of everything. But sometimes we pretend like we're, you know, as we get bigger, we pretend like we're more of a corporation or some big agency when the reality is it's just a bunch of people or a few people. And people really seem to appreciate just the personal nature of the way I've kept it. What's your day to day role like working at Ogmonk? And like, what has been some of the biggest challenges that you had to overcome just specifically in this industry? I mean, my days are crazy right now. Uh, so I, every day is totally different. I'm wearing 20 different hats, doing way too many things. But whether it's designing product or marketing or inventory management or just putting out fires of different problems and things that come up when you run and own a business, I am the only full-time employee or person working on Ugmonk. I do have part-time help that helps with different aspects of the business. And then I also work contract out certain things with people who specialize in different skills. But well, right now, the hardest thing is balancing a my son who is now just 11 months old and working from home so it makes it interesting but figuring out that balance is definitely tricky because uh, before we had kids it was a lot easier just to work all day and all night and now it's more of trying to find a rhythm and and be productive and 
you know, sometimes in the create on the creative side, you can't just sit down and just come up with great designs. Like you don't, it doesn't just come to you. It takes time and it, you, you have to work through a lot of iterations and just kill a lot of the bad concepts. So sometimes it, it is harder to just sit down and, uh, you know, jump right into work and get focused and achieve what I want to do for the day. So I'm, I'm working through that. And I think that's, you know, just the juggling act of wearing so many different hats is the hardest part right now. Yeah, for sure. So how are you managing like burnout? Like, is there certain things that you do on a day to day basis to help kind of like get you past burning out? Or is it like, I know you've written a great piece on your blog about like the just importance of just getting away from everything and being, you know, remote for a a few days. Do you want to elaborate maybe a bit more on that, too? I think, uh, you know, especially early in our careers, anyone that that's passionate about what they do, whether it's design development or any, you know, anything, just building a business, you can get consumed by it. And a lot of people do burn out really fast. Even the whole startup mentality, just the, you know, work as hard as you possibly can every single waking hour and basically let your business consume you because it'll be worth it in the end. And I kind of push back on that because I think you can actually burn out to the point where you don't even enjoy what you do anymore. Um, And I never want to like sit down and be like, man, I hate designing just because I've been doing it so long. Um, So some of the things that have been helpful are just taking some time away, making sure we're taking, you know, even if it's short vacations or trips that I'm not working, been really helpful or just getting outside at, you know, at the end of the day, even if I don't feel like it or even if I have work to do, it's like, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a little hike and just take a break from the, the grind. And that is hard because there's always more there's always more to do than there's time in the day. So it could be tempting to just continue working over and over and over, like ignoring any of anything else in life. But then like you talk to people that are been have been doing even longer and like they'll always advise, you know, working less or being more considerate with your time and just thinking about like the legacy you want to leave and that type of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's something anyone that's passionate struggles with because we all go to bed and, you know, wake up in the middle of the night with ideas and things we want to do. But it's just trying to like channel and focus that energy in the right direction and then also know that we have limited time to do things. Yeah, no, for sure. So what's next for yourself and just Ugmonk for the year to come? So I've got a a lot of things in the works right now. I feel like I've been saying that for a while, but a lot of things have been taking a little bit longer than I wanted. Um, I have new products and product lines that are coming out, hopefully, uh, let's see, in the next several months. Some different products that are a little bit more involved on the design and industrial design side, which is pretty cool. Um, And that's one of the things that's keeping me from being burned out is just like new product ideas that I can see start to come to life and go through the prototype phase. And that's just still exciting to me, even if there's other parts that feel like a grind. So I'll be hopefully launching some of those pretty soon. Uh, One of them is a desk related product that I've been hinting at. And yeah, just making people's workspaces more functional and beautiful and minimal. That's amazing. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing all the new product lines uh, come to life and, and, uh, and on your site. It's going to be awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I can't wait to like finally pull back the curtain. It <laughs> feels like one of those things I've been been hinting at forever, but it'll be worth the wait. Yeah, for sure. So, so shifting gears a little bit, can you tell us a, a little bit about some of the tools that you use for design and just running Ugmonk as a business beyond just Shopify? Yeah, I actually wrote a post. If you look up like Google the words like 30 tools Ugmonk, uh, you'll find a blog post where I list out like everything I use on a daily basis. But some of the things that I use, well, to design, I'm still just using mostly Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. I guess I'm pretty old school because everyone's moved on to Sketch and other things. But uh, I know the tools. I don't have to think about it. I get in there. I know the keyboard shortcuts. And I do a lot still, you know, sketching on paper first just to get ideas out and some of the hand lettering stuff that I do. I use Adobe Lightroom for processing all my photos because I do all my own product photography. And then from 
yeah, that's basically all I need for design. It's like, it's pretty crazy that you can literally just have a laptop or a, a desktop and Adobe Illustrator and you can design pretty much anything. And then some of the other things I've been really enjoying recently is Dropbox Paper, which is kind of taking the place of Google Docs for me. It's like a beautiful, beautified Google Docs and really, really great for brainstorming. Like there's very few features in it, but it's just like super simple. So I find myself spending, I basically use that every single day for anything from yeah brainstorming or to-do list or just kind of fleshing out some ideas or content. And then, yeah, I don't know, I could go on and on about <laughs> but app, apps that I use. Those are some of the, I guess those are some of my primary ones that I'm in every single day. Now, that's cool that you're you're using Dropbox Paper. I've been experimenting with it for quite some time now. And especially like for us sharing just like statements of work with clients, we just share the Dropbox Paper link. And if they have any questions, you just comment it in the line. It's like a, it's a great workflow. I love it. I'm looking forward to just seeing that, uh, that evolve. Yeah, it's so simple. It's one of those, it kind of does everything that you want it to do without thinking about it. Even like the way you can write in Markdown and you can create headers and you're not messing with like font styles. It just has, it has something about it that that grabbed me right away. And I, I mean, I've used Google Docs for years and years. I still use it for a couple of things, but mostly I've changed over to Dropbox Paper because it's so intuitive and nice to look at. It's easy on the eyes. Mm -hmm. For sure. So do you have any recommendations on just some great content that you've come across lately, like a blog, video or books? There's always so much content that uh, that's out there. I'm always trying to bookmark or, or go back to. I really appreciate anything that the guys from 37 Signals, or I guess now it's called Basecamp, um, that they put out. Uh, Jason Freed writes a lot and kind of is the antithesis or that goes against the grain of most of startup culture and marketing things, which I really resonate with, but also just super smart perspective on a lot of things. And the books they've written, like Rework is a great book. Another book that I didn't read recently, but that was really, really helpful, just the way I think about things is called Essentialism. Uh, I read it, I think, last year. And it's just a it just kind of shapes the way that I think about everything. It's not going to like again, tell me how to 10x my business or anything, but it's more about like that lifestyle and, and living intentionally with the things that matter to you and saying no to things and, and just, yeah, it's a really great book. Nice. I haven't, I haven't read that one yet. I'll make sure to, to put it on my, my reading list, which is growing and growing and growing from, you know, from everyone who's shared these amazing uh, recommendations on the show. Yeah. So do you have any last personal mottos that you live by or think others should know about? I mean, there there are a few things I'd say. One is just to find something you're passionate about and do that, not necessarily as a business, but there's if there's something that you dream about or think about during your day job, you know, I can't wait to get home and, and cook dinner. You can't wait to go, you know, climb a mountain or whatever it is. Like there's something that's nagging at you, like find time or create time, whether that means less work or changing jobs or whatever to, to be able to do that. Because I think too many people just get sucked into like, the daily grind where they don't really enjoy what they do. And there's things that they want to do, but they kind of think they're only going to get to do that when they retire. Uh, so I'm a big advocate of figuring out what things you can cut out of your life so that you can find time to do those things that you really like. That's awesome. Jeff, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me on. Hopefully some of this was helpful and uh, interesting. Well, that's another episode of Hack to Start. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again soon. Remember to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as on the web at hacktostart.com. We honestly couldn't do this show without your awesome support. So if you liked what you heard, feel free to share it on Twitter or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again, and until next week.